It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We've been traveling far without a home. Sing it, Neil. Not without I love a star. It. There it is, Wade. Nice intro right there with our Song of the Week, America by Neil Diamond. And, uh, you know, the reason I brought that up, and we're going to get right into it today because I'm super excited about this guest. He's an award-winning author, and his name is Tom Coyne, and he's joining us today. You know, and I was and I was thinking, you know, about living my own life vicariously through this man because he's a teacher, he's a writer, he's a storyteller, a guy produces content. He does all the things that I love to do here on Friday afternoons with Springdale Golf Live. And every time I read his words or hear his voice, you know, I know I'm going to be entertained. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Coyne. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today, Tom? I'm doing great, Keith. Thanks so much for having me on. Coming to you from St. Andrews, Scotland, appropriate, sort of appropriately, although I like the America song. I'm actually, you know, traveling the States doing an America book, but I had a chance to come over here for a couple of weeks for a little a little break from that. So uh, coming to you from the home of golf. Well, that's that's pretty cool, man. I, well, I did yeah. the America thing because of your book that you're currently writing here, a course called America, and uh, I thought that you know a little Neil Diamond would be inspiring, you know, because he's uh, he talks about in the beginning, you know, how he's far from home and he's always traveling, Indeed. and it and it always seems like you're a traveling man. And as a travel <laughs> golf writer, um, I'm I'm sure you know that at some point that could you know that would strike a nerve with you and and get your it attention. Did. You know, I'll it, think of that song next time I'm on the road, and which will be very soon, and exhausted, and uh, wanting to be home, and just you know, just, I'll stay grateful for all the great places I'm getting to see for sure. I tell you, you do see some tremendous places, and folks, we're here, so we're talking to Tom Coyne, and he's an English professor over at St. Joe's University down in Philadelphia, and he is currently out on the road. Um, I think he's, you know, like he said, you're over at Tahoma Golf, and you're playing in the Coin Cup this summer, and uh, yep. you're also traveling America, writing a course called America, and for those of you who are just, you know, my listeners that don't maybe don't know Tom, um, he's an unbelievable storyteller, and, you know, all about the modern game of golf and you know one of the things I, I really want to get to know as we get started here is that you know how did you become a golf storyteller yeah it was you know honestly it was a sort of by accident i went to graduate school uh i went to a fiction writing program um to write to go be a novelist to go write stories and um you know was always into i was an english major and was always writing and I was, you know, when I was in graduate school, I had to write a thesis. Uh, I had to write a novel to, to graduate. And so I started writing this novel about a caddy because I grew up caddying at uh, Rolling Green in Springfield, Pennsylvania, not not too far from um, where you guys are. But, um, you know, golf and, and writing were really the only two things I knew anything about. So I kind of married them up and wrote this novel about this golf prodigy who was a caddy because I grew up caddying. And, and, it, and it turned into this story, A Gentleman's Game. Um, which I was real fortunate to get published. Uh, got made into a movie, and you know I was 24 years old, and and suddenly uh, I was I was going. Suddenly I was a working writer, and suddenly I was also uh, in the golf writing world. So so that was great. You know that that allowed me to start writing for some of the magazines and 
um, you know, it got my, my book was sort of on the, on the golf shelf, which, uh, gave me a chance to start doing, uh, doing other golf books. So they all kind of led from there. So, you know, it was a happy accident. You know, I, I, I didn't grow up saying, you know, I'm going to be a sports writer or I'm going to be a golf writer. And, um, you know, it just, it's, it's just, you know, I've just kind of followed every opportunity that's presented itself and tried to say yes to as much stuff that comes down the pipe. And, uh, it's taken me in some pretty cool places, pretty cool directions. Well, there's no doubt you've seen some cool places. And you know what? You know, Tom, at the end of the day, good things happen to good people. And all of the content or writing that I, that you have put together, um, you know, that I've had the opportunity to either listen to or read, you know, you're a great guy. And you come across as this unbelievable storyteller. And, you know, I, I think I kind of I, I know where it comes from. So you, you were a caddy, right? And all caddies yeah, yeah. kind of learn to become great storytellers. <laughs> and then you're also you're also from a big Irish family. So, you know, just to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe get some mic time at the dinner table, you know, you, you had to come up with a way to, to tell a good story. And, and there's no doubt about it. You get a reaction from golfers. And, you know, that's why yeah. I reached out to you and wanted you to come on Springdale Golf Live. And you know what? A fast fact, Rolling Green was designed by William Flynn. And so is right. so is Springdale Golf Club uh, up here in Princeton, you know, where the, the show is based from. And um, right. just a really cool thing. Now, w- one of the things I think is really interesting and one of the the themes I always talk about on my show is the pop culture of golf. And right. there's this growing group of like golf media leaders that, you know, uh, the guys like Andy Johnson from the fried egg. And, and I would put you in this group who are basically marketing the game in a different light. And, you, and you're promoting an interesting side of the game that we don't necessarily see on tour or in the golf channel. You know, you guys are like, I wouldn't say you're the anti Brandel Shambly. You just ignore him. It's like, he's not even there. Right. Because the, the way that you guys romanticize the game to me is really, really interesting. So it, Kind of, in your words, what is a golf experience to you? Yeah, no, thank you for putting me in that company. I mean, Andy's a fantastic guy and, and does incredible work. And yeah, it is interesting that there is sort of, there are new voices sort of popping up in golf now, um, you know, thanks to social media and other outlets that are, you know, are not the traditional, you know, platforms, um, you know, that are, that are telling some really interesting stories that are, that are going to interesting places that are talking about design and architecture in cool ways. And they're talking about golf in different ways. And I mean, for me, you know, a great golf experience, it it really has to do with connection with people. Um, you know, I certainly in my books, I talk, I talk a lot about what, you know, makes a golf course great or great places to go play. But, but my stories are really revolve around people. They revolve around characters. You know, when I, when I'm, I'm, when I did a course called Ireland, a course called Scotland, I made sure to just invite interesting people to come be with me or try to meet as many people as possible. And doing the America trip, I mean, I have dozens of people come meet me at different courses around the country. And, uh, and you know, that's to sort of build a sense of some community around the story. Because, honestly, I don't want to read uh, a book or an article about, you know, I hit a five-iron here or this holds 376 yards and plays left to right, whatever. You know, that's that's fine, and, and there's maybe some of that in my stories, but, you know, stories are about people. Stories are about people doing interesting things, overcoming things, facing crises, and, and somehow getting through, you know. And so, and that's, you know, that that's sort of what I learned as a fiction writer, and I try to carry that over into into how I, you know, write stories today and, and, and really focus on, you know, people, what they're after, what they want to get out of life, out of golf, um, what they're chasing, 
and uh, and poke around and play with that. And I think that you know, just all these great people that I've gotten to meet all over the country, you know, they're just they just give you so much in terms of story if your eyes and ears are open to it. So it's it's just been awesome uh, to be able to experience that and and connect with so many people. I feel really fortunate for the uh, all these new friendships and and people that are kind of rallying around the trip. I mean, other sports, I guess people do that but my wife you know we're at the coin cup here and there's 60 people come to scotland uh to come hang out and and, and well in part to meet me i suppose and and play golf and, and my wife's like you know golf's pretty cool that like she plays tennis right you know and she's like you, you know you guys are you're golfing you're having dinner everyone's laughing all these guys at the end of the week they were strangers now they're best friends she's like this is incredible and uh, i said you know that's what this game does it's uh it's pretty wild we're pretty fortunate well, you know, I'm a big believer, and I talk about this at the club all the time, and you basically had me at hello with that answer, because it's it's all about the connection with people. It was a social game before it was a competitive game. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of shepherds were bored in, in a field, and, you know, they, they tried to do something fun together. And the game itself, you know, it brings about little towns in Scotland, and it's brought about, you know, it's, 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 it's gone global in so many different ways. And you know what, folks? We're here on the, on the phone with Tom Coyne, and Tom is a award-winning writer and a Notre Dame alumni, where he won the distinguished William Mitchell Award for um, achievement. And uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. I know all Notre Dame alumni are proud Golden Domers, and I'm sure you've got some stories there. But, you know, the, the one of the things is that I love how you're constantly challenging yourself. So you write a course called Ireland and you do it with one theme. You know, you walk, you literally walk Ireland and play it like a golf course. And then yeah. you come and you, you say, OK, well, I can't do that again. I can't be redundant. I've got to do a course called Scotland and I have to come up with a different theme. So then that one was like the finish line marathon theme where you're training and training and training. And at the end, there's the race and you try to qualify for the Open Championship. So I'm right. curious. What is the underlying theme in A Course Called America? Yeah, I mean, so it, it, every story does need a quest or a challenge. I mean, one, just to get me interested, you know, and, and to, you know, because these, these, these projects take a ton of time, and um, so it has to be something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, so, you know, both with the Ireland book and the Scotland book, you know, once I sort of framed it as a sort of challenge, like, I'm in. So the challenge for America, for me, I mean, the book is essentially – it's the search for the great American golf course. Um, and that brings up two things I have to figure out. I have to figure out what a great golf course really is, what that means. And I also have to figure out what America, American, means in 2019. So those are two big questions. You know, um, you know it's a, a really interesting time in our country. Um, and rather than watch the news in Philadelphia and think I, I know – what life is like in Denver or in Mississippi or in South Carolina or in uh, California, you know, I said, let's, I'm going to go there. You know, I'm going to meet people. I, I want to sort of go to that universal space of accord, that a first tee and, and play with people from all these places and, and see how they live and see what they think. And not necessarily about politics. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not necessarily interested in that, but what I am finding is that, you know, one-on-one person to person, people are really good. Like, like people are, are, you know, we are a country of wonderful, amazing people. And it's been wonderful to find that out because you watch the news and and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got to move to Canada. You know? So it's so crazy. (laughs) And, uh, but, but when you, you know, you meet other Americans who might not agree with you on, on, in other contexts, 
and you play this game with them and, uh, and you, and you find a commonality and a friendship. And that's, that's something I was, re- I'm really searching for on this trip and I'm finding it everywhere I go. So it's, a, it's very much, I think, a book about American identity, um, and also American golf tradition because I've, I'm sort of, I'm such a links lover and I've, and I've, I know golf in Ireland and Scotland so well that I've kind of overlooked, um, golf in America. You know, it's not links. It's not the way the Scots intended it to be played. So, you know, as good as it is, you know, it's not the real thing. And, and, and so I had that attitude for a long time. And, um, and I'm, it's, it's, it's nice to go around and play these different courses and, find out that we have such and not just that like the fancy places that i'm playing and i'm playing a lot of them i'm playing all 50 states i'm playing every u.s open venue um i'm playing somewhere up to you know 300 courses over the these six months but you know i'm finding out we have great golf great golf experiences great golf courses great architecture everywhere i go I'm going to be interested to see when you figure out what that American identity is, because one of the things that always fascinates me is that if I say to you, hey, Tom Coyne, what nationality are you? What would you say? Uh, Right. That's a tough one. Depends probably where, like right now in Scotland, I would say I'm American. It, it, um, sure, if but you I'm know, at home, I would say probably maybe Irish American. So right? you would, you, you know, know, you would say you're Irish, and and very few people will say right. that I'm an American. It's it's almost like the rule on a par three. I say, Tom, what club did you hit? You never say seven iron. You say, well, I hit a choke down seven iron, or I faded in an eight, right? You know, there's never like a clear cut right. answer. So I think you're taking a lot on there, and and like I said before, I love how you continually challenge yourself as a storyteller because. It, if there is an American identity in golf, it, it's, uh, it's, I, I can't wait to read this. When can I read this? When will yeah, the book so, be done? So I'll finish the trip um, December in Hawaii, my, my final state. Um, and, I'll prob- and hopefully have the book finished. Well, I'm due to have the book finished by about, about May. So that's May of 2020. And then... Uh, it takes a year for the book to be edited and marketed, and so it'll be out for Father's Day 2021. So that's the plan. Well, as a father, you know what? I can't wait for that. And uh, But I know that my uh, my man on the board here, Wade, he's giving me a wink, so he can't wait for a break. So hold on tight for about 60 seconds. i got to run, and then I'll be right back, and uh, we'll continue this fun conversation. So hold on tight, Tom, okay? All right. All right, folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. 2.15 p.m. for our friends in Chicago out there at the uh, second stage of the FedEx Cup. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back after this. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn Learn more about programs and special events. Visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. 
Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all of the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. And folks, we're here on the line with none other than Tom Coyne, famous author of A Course Called Ireland, A Course Called Scotland. Everybody loves this guy's work, and I love this conversation we're having. So there was a little Beatles intro there. Tom, welcome back to the show. And uh, I love your, uh, you guys have, I love the music, man. You're, you, you, it's, I love the themes. It's, uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. You guys are pretty sharp over there. Well, I, you know what, Tom? That uh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> you are. It's uh, we do this every week, man. I tell you, I have so much fun with uh, the song of the week uh, each each and every week for my guests. I, I my wife will tell you I put too much time and thought into it, but uh, she's a tremendous supporter of what I do. So um, at the end of the day, uh, I, one of these days, I have to send you one of my raps of. Uh, you know, Brooks won at Bethpage, and I did a little uh, golf rap uh, to Old Town Road um, with, oh, my own, with my own lyrics. Uh, you know, oh, so yeah. it's uh, like I said, it's a pop culture of golf. You know, <laughs> um, you know, not, maybe not all of us can tell a story as eloquently as you can. So you know, I, no, that song that song sounds pretty eloquent. I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I, I have some fun. I'll I'll shoot you a link one of these days. But anyway, all right, so. One of the cool things that I've heard you talk about is that you, you you are quoted, you're on the record as saying, travel will change you. And I think that's a really interesting point. And I started to think about that for myself. How has travel in my life changed me? And I felt it made me a better observer, not just of people, but of situations, right? So how did travel change you for Ireland and Scotland you know, and uh, you know, how yeah. are you using that now? Because you, you, you did what was it, 107 courses in 56 days? I may have transposed a couple numbers there when you did Scotland, but now you're doing 300 courses in six months or whatever for America. Yeah. How has travel changed you, Tom? Well, yeah, I mean, well, that kind of travel can can change you into like totally in, in total insanity. So I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. But travel's been such a cornerstone and of my life, and so essential. Um, and it goes back to, you know, I traveled a fair amount when I was a kid and studied abroad in college. And, you know, I tell my students at St. Joe's, you know, but when I get, when I have a freshman class, you know, the, when, when we're done, I tell them, you know, in the next four years, the thing you have to do in your life is, uh, the thing to do at St. Joe's is I want to make sure you leave it. You know, I want to make sure you do study abroad. And then, and, and I try to implore students to do that, to get to know another part of the world. Um, I mean, that for me was so, perspective shifting was, you know, I, I studied in London and that it just showed me how big the world is, um, how many different kinds of people are out there and how they, 
live so differently, but also are so similar. And, you know, it's just, you know, travel, it, it opens your eyes. It gives you this, this wonderful thing that I wish we had more of maybe in our own country. And that's, that's empathy, you know, and, and understanding and willingness to listen uh, to other people, you know, to want to have conversation, to want to get to know, to be curious, right? Curiosity. I mean, that, that's, that's like the most invaluable, wonderful trait that we can all have. And we're all so darn busy and so busy staring at our phones that to just be sort of naturally curious and look around and say, wow, check that out. You know, we just don't take the time to do that. And I think when you travel, you do do that. Um, when you find yourself, this, this, sometimes it's just a wonderful feeling to not know where the heck you are. And, you know, when I did the Ireland and Scotland books and when I'm doing the America book, I mean, I wake up and I'm not sure what town I'm in until I check my phone, you know, and, uh, and that's a little weird, but then it, then, it, you know, it's, it's also, it's a wonderful way to live as well because everything is sort of new and interesting. Um, even in, you know, my own country, I'm going to States that I've never been to places I've never been. And, and it's just continually, you know, surprising me. So I think that, you know, that chance to, uh, to sort of look around and, and be excited by invigorated by things is, is what travel gives you. And, uh, and, you know, it's, and it's given me so much. I, I think it, rather than just sort of sit at home and try to come up with stories or, or invent stories, um, based on experiences that I've had, you know, I go out and I try and create experience, um, and I go find experience and they're everywhere. You know, they, they are everywhere. You just have to be willing to get off the sofa, you know? And, uh, and I, so it, it goes along with, I think, you know, reading, reading books, and traveling, they teach you to sort of think how, consider how other people think of about the world or live in the world and to have some uh, compassion and understanding for that. And, uh, and man, that's, that, I think that just makes us better citizens of, uh, of this little planet we have here. Well, I'll tell you what, and you know what, folks, we are on the line with Tom Coyne. And, you, and if you listen right there, you know exactly why I had to talk to this guy here on Springdale Golf Live, because his PSA there for all of us is that maybe if we relax, we'd be a little more curious, not only about golf or hobbies or subjects, but maybe just about each other. And, and we would ask each other a question about, you know, like, hey, Tom, what do you like about this? Or, or, hey, Keith, what do you like about that? Versus just kind of putting our head down into our phone and just running around. I'm, I'm always talking about those kinds of things on air. And to have you say that like that is, um, is, is just really refreshing. And, you know, one of the things is that this show, Springdale Golf Live, is, is, is based out of my golf club, Springdale Golf Club, which is 124-year-old William Flynn designed. You know, Flynn came in about 90 years ago and designed the links. It's on 115 acres. It's super walkable. Um, it's right in the middle of Princeton's campus, but it's also right in the middle of town. And throughout your work, you talk a lot about how the towns were basically built, almost like Central Park in Manhattan, how the towns were built around the golf courses. And I love your explanation of that. So my, for my listeners that are members, I, I want you to kind of go through that explanation because we should value how wonderful our little in-town links is because we're in America's oldest college town being Princeton. And it's just really neat that, you know, we have pedestrians walking through all the time. There's dogs. Some people treat it as a park. Now, you know, I treat it as a golf course, but 
if you've ever been there, it's just the neatest little place. And I love your description of how these towns in Scotland were built, how these little metro areas were built around the golf course, and how the golf course almost becomes the heart and the lifeblood of the community. So could you talk yeah. a little bit about that for my Springdale yeah, faithful? For sure. And you're so fortunate to have a course like that because um, <clears throat> I love places like that. Like that. I was just at... Uh, Excuse me. I was just at Canal Shores in Chicago, and uh, and that's a, a public course that is similar to that. You know, they have people out there walking their dogs. So the, the the holes wind their way through backyards and under you know the L line, and it, and it really you know runs through the through the through the town of Evanston up up by Northwestern. And but those are so rare in in America. You know, our model is much more the sort of gated country club, you know, off in, off in the suburbs somewhere or away from, you know, that's how we built courses over here was let's go find a farm that's far away from everything and we'll, and we'll put it there. And, 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 and that's fine. But, you know, when you're playing in Scotland or, or in Ireland at places like, you know, Lahinch or a place like, like I'm at right now in St. Andrews, um, you know, and, and the courses, uh, they, they're a part of the community where, you know, at St. Andrews on Sunday, they even, they close the courses to, to make them a public park. You know, it's public green space. In Scotland, they have the right to roam and it's, it's sort of sacred. Um, there's no notion of, if, as long as you're kind of walking and not loitering or, or like camping out, you kind of have the right to walk anywhere. It's, you're Scottish, this is your soil, you know, go ahead, walk your dog. And, and I think that that's, that's just so refreshing and nice. And, and what, what comes from that is folks embrace the club. They embrace the game rather than resenting it and saying that's for, that's a game for them, or that's a game for rich people. Um, you know, it really is a part of the community. And what's also nice over here in Scotland and in Ireland, um, you can afford to belong to the, to a club. You can afford to play golf. And you're also welcome as a as a visitor at any of the courses. So you can play the top ten courses. You can play the old course. You can play Gruden Bay. You can play um, Royal Dornock. You know places that at home, like the average guy would, you know, they would be like Augusta or Cypress or Pine Valley. You know, they're that special. But they have visitor tea times every single day, and and they welcome you and make you a member for a day. And it works out great for everyone. I get to play the course as a visitor. They get to under they get to charge me a bunch of money and uh, underwrite their membership fees so that it can keep you know so that the regular citizens in the town can belong to the club. You know, I was at Valley Bunyan, which is top ranked you know top ten in the world or whatever at the time, and the captain of the club was the postman, the local postman or or a school teacher or something like that. So that kind of sense of of community of it of it not being an elitist kind of thing. That it is uh, it, that it's part of the town and part of their identity, and that everyone in the town can celebrate that. That's a cool feeling. That's a cool vibe. Like everyone's on the golf team, you know, when you show up in some of these places, and they're happy that you're that you're there, and they're and you know the members will come out and caddy for you, and then they'll go inside and have a pint with you. I mean, that's that for me is 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 what great golf community is 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 really about, and uh, something you know something we could learn from for sure i think 
exactly. You know, you, you just perfectly described our experience there at the club and what I coin all the time as a Springdale day, which is you might come out and play with a university professor. You might play with a mailman or a barber, or you might play with a guy that commutes to, you know, Wall Street every day. And uh, yeah. that's that's what makes Springdale being an in-town club just so unique and so much fun. And, uh, you know, it's speaking of a little bit of fun, um, we do have a general curiosity here on Springdale Golf Live. And one of our traditions is to do a little rapid fire Q&A. And um, being that you're a curious man yourself, I bet you uh, you're going to have a little fun with this. So you, you up for a little rapid fire Q&A? Q&A, my friend? I love a little rapid fire. Absolutely. All right. Here we go. All right. Number one, favorite Notre Dame football player of all time? Oh, uh, uh, Joe Montana. Biggest hotel pet peeve? Oh, um, oh, that's bad Wi-Fi. App you use the most on your phone? Instagram. Would you rather be a rock star or movie star? Rock star. What do you like better, sunrises or sunsets? Mm, sunrises. I rarely see one. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate how cool you are. <laughs> Seven and a half. Awesome. Best clubhouse dessert you ever had? Oh, sticky toffee pudding all day long. Uh, where was that? Uh, at, at every golf course in Scotland, <laughs> we'll say we'll, we'll say Cruden Bay. Okay, last person to text you. You. How many keys do you have on your key ring? Uh, seven. When you hear the word book, what is the first story that comes to mind? The Outsiders. Awesome answer and awesome interview, Tom Coyne. You know what? Like I said, like I mentioned in our correspondence, I'd love to have you up to a little William Flynn gem one of these days. So come on up and see us, okay? Keith, I would love to do that. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm glad we got some time. My schedule hasn't been friendly with all the travel, but I really appreciate it, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Tom. And you know what? We have to certainly appreciate all of our sponsors and friends here at the New Jersey Golf Foundation and Summit Golf Brands. I'd like to thank my producer, Wade, on the board and the Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, my listeners. You know what, folks? I'm heading to Springdale, but where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from Madison Avenue to Medina, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. You've been listening to Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920.